The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. than 40% of people in their 40s and 50s have both an aging parent and a child under the age of 21. Caring for people in multiple generations demands time, love, attention, and more. Welcome to Caught Between Generations with your host, Dr. Merrill Griff. Our program will bring you the information you need as a family caregiver for everyone for whom you care with guest experts and resources to help you keep sane and organized. Now, here is Dr. Merrill Griff. Welcome to Caught Between Generations. I am Dr. Merrill, and I'm here with my co-host, Deanna Albrick. Hi. So, today's show is about... That's what it's about. All right? So they all think I've died, right? I'm into deep breathing. Quickly, do CPR right now. It's about, if only, you know, if only I was thinner, if only I was happier, if only I could relax, if only I wasn't so tired, if only, I don't know, the children, I could freeze dry the children so they would give me a moment of peace, all right? It's it's about, so, Deanna, did you ever get that feeling? You know, you know, I just posted yesterday on Instagram, if only my puppy would stay a puppy forever. <laughs> that's not what you were asking, though, right? No, 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 but that's another kind of if only. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, really good. Yeah, that's a feel good if only, but I, I don't think that you're asking that or um, if I could have ice cream at every meal because, you know, those are my <laughs> funny if onlys. And, but really, I but think that it, is a great <laughs> desire of mine. See, I say that if I could eat anything I wanted during the day, I could like get through any stress or crisis uh, that comes my way. You know? Yeah. Right. If only. Right. If, if only. only we could. Right. So with us today is Kevin Bailey, and Kevin's going to talk to us about regaining control of your life, just how to handle feelings like loneliness and feelings of defeat that spiral and get us into this, you know, really negative thinking. And even how to feel better, even if you're suffering diabetes or MS or you've had a hip or a knee replacement. In the second half of the show, Jackie Phillips is going to join us and she'll share with us her successful six principles for a reset. And we think this process will help you initiate a lasting and positive change in your life. Ready, Deanna? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to begin with Kevin Bailey, who is a health and wellness coach, a life coach, an author. He's a post-rehabilitation specialist who for over 20 years has worked with individuals with a wide range of fitness levels and special considerations, things like obesity, fibromyalgia, and even those who have suffered strokes. Welcome to the show to Caught Between Generations, Kevin Bailey. Welcome, Thank Kevin. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. What a pleasure and a privilege and honor to be to share with you guys. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, well, thank you. So, Kevin, before we really get into all of your really good stuff that I I know will touch all of us, just explain to us, what is a post-rehabilitation specialist? Well, a post-rehabilitation specialist is one who helps individuals when they come out of uh, physical therapy, um, once they've had a knee replacement, hip replacement, uh, once they... You know, even after they've had a heart attack and they've gone through cardiac, the phases one, two, and so and three, what I do is I catch them afterwards. And so usually there's a gap between I finish physical therapy and I'm ready to hit the gym or I'm ready to get back to some of those full blast activities that I used to do. So what I do is help to bridge that gap between those two so that, you know, the person who's had the knee replacement they've got to build those muscles back up. And so usually when you are released from physical therapy, they'll tell you some things to do, but they'll also give you a sheet or uh, exercise to do. And so most of the time, nine times out of ten, most people put that sheet underneath the bed or in the car or, they, uh, or it doesn't make it home with them. So I, I become that sheet for them to help them to do those activities and to help build those and strengthen those muscles up and then to build on top of the things that they've accomplished during physical therapy so that they don't re-injure themselves or do some of those things that got them in the, into that situation in the first place. So that's what I do. That's great. That's that, that's really what we do at Seracare. Um, we call it, it's restorative nursing. We do it strictly with seniors, but, you know, we take seniors who are out of your way, out of physical therapy because um, Medicare won't pay for it anymore, and they and the physical therapists have to discharge them. But the people still can continue to get better um, and right. not be such a full risk, and so we continue to work with them. That's great. That's great. So... Kevin, I know you feel very, very passionate about helping people to transfer their lives by taking control over their thoughts, because people have a lot of negative thoughts. So, so, well, I actually, I'm going to skip my question about why that's important. I'm going to let Diana go to her question about how do you really know that you have negative thoughts? So you're asking me to ask it? Or no, 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 I'm asking Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. What an, I, I wanted to know that question because sometimes I think we're not even aware of our negative thoughts. Yeah, and that, that's, and that is so, so, so true. Um, one of the ways you, you know that uh, state of mind or you having those negative thoughts is that it's based on how you're feeling. So, you know, again, thoughts. You know, tell the body how you're feeling. And so, again, if you're feeling, you know, sad or blue or depressed or whatever the case may be, a lot of times you can trace it back to what am I thinking about or what have I been habitually thinking. Um, our body memorizes, you know, those emotions and those feelings, and they can become addicted to them. So, for instance, if, you know, all, every day I know I'm, I'm sad or I'm depressed, you know, I used to feel that way. My mother uh, passed away at the age of 56 years old, and for um, some years I, I had a, a depression, and I didn't realize it because I was negative, and I was always going through a lot of grief, and then, you know, that spirals into some other things of, well, people don't like me, um, I'm not, I don't want to work with me. Um, uh, then I smiled at me, oh, they didn't give me affirmations, they didn't tell me I did a great job, things of that nature, no one told me I look good, all that kind of stuff. And so you start feeling negative. It starts spiraling down and you're feeling bad and worse and worse and worse to a point of where you don't want to do anything. And now you're apathetic and nothing really matters and you're indifferent. And then you start having these thoughts that push you down to a place where almost the point of no return. And so 
what for me, I had to realize what what is going on. This is not me because. I used to be somebody that was vibrant and energetic and, and want to talk to people and love smiling and laughing, and I would see that in other people's faces. A lot of times we have those mirror neurons that when we, you know, if you smile, you'll see the person smile back at you. And so, again, in the same way, so if you're finding somebody, they're going to, like, look at you like, where you find that? Again, we, we have those mirror neurons, mirror neurons. And so I, when I was seeing a lot of that, I, I had to think about what am I thinking, and I started thinking about, okay, I'm, I was thinking about my mom, and then I was thinking about what I could have done in this situation to make it better, or, or you know, what else is not going well for me, or, you know, who else has left me in my life? My dad left me, and he didn't want to be around me, you know, when I was a baby. And you start going to that, and it's like, okay, this is only getting worse. So what I need to do is change what I'm thinking about. If nothing else, let me watch a funny movie. Let me look at something that will make me laugh make me smile, let me go to uh, church or, or hear something inspirational, let me read an inspirational book, uh, a quote or something to change. And if, even if it's temporary, it will start or change the direction of my feelings. And I notice, okay, I feel a little bit better. I've laughed. And, you know, laughter is a good medicine anyway. And it sends, you know, uh, neuropeptides and things of that nature and good chemicals from laughing, you know, to those levels uh, in your brain to help you to feel better. So, I, you know, I started doing that more and more and more so that I can get myself out of this slump. And because, again, you, we don't even realize that we memorize those emotions to a point of where, you know, we start looking for, uh, looking for reasons to complain, looking for reasons to uh, not feel great. You know, sometimes I've heard people say, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, don't want to feel good. I don't want to smile today. You know, those kind of things because the body has memorized that and put us in a point of where, we're so used to and we've gotten comfortable being, you know, depressed or miserable and sad, and I felt that way too. But again, if you can change what you're thinking, you realize, first of all, okay, something's going on. Let me be conscious. Why do I keep having these negative thoughts? Why are they going down? This is not my normal, natural state. Why, you know, my body's breaking down, cold after cold after cold after cold. Let me see what I can change. Look, just think back, right? What was I thinking about before I got upset or angry or depressed? And then you think, okay, yeah. I was in a negative place. Change that thought, then you can start putting yourself into a positive mindset and feeling elated and feeling joyful. And, it, it, you know, again, you may have to keep doing it because the body gets used to it as whatever you're doing. You make a habit out of it. So then you start habitually looking for things to make you smile, looking for the good in people, looking for things that are great, looking for something, anything that will get me out of a dark place and set me into a better, higher thinking place um, than I was before. So that's how you know. <laughs> Kevin, you, yes. both Meryl and I are sitting here waiting because we both have something to say. But you know what? I, I'm, you should see me. I'm smiling through everything that you're saying because it sounds like through your voice and through your energy now that I can just hear, even though you had been in that place, that a transformation has taken place. So... Anyways, I know Meryl has a question, but I'm smiling the whole way, the whole time you're talking. Finally, she's smiling. <laughs> Thanks, oh. Kevin. <laughs> oh. wow, that's not true. That's not no, true. It's just, just, see, we're having a moment of humor. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. laughing. Which is good. I know you smile a lot. So. She does. So, Kevin, I, I want to talk about one of the things you talk about in your work is, um, and we only have a couple of minutes until the break, is that um, people that are lonely, all right? People that are lonely end up having a lot of negative thoughts. Why is that? And what's the connection between the loneliness and the negativity? 
Uh, well, one of the things, the connection is that when people are lonely, you really have to get to, uh, back to the state of, you know, where, what are they thinking about and, and how did we get to this place? Um, again, you know, that was one of the things that when my mother passed away, I isolated myself away from people because I didn't want to be around, you know, people and seeing them with their moms and, you know, Mother's Day and, and having, you know, people look at me and then I'm sad and trying to fight all the feelings of, of depression and missing my mother. So I isolate myself from the situation and then I got used to isolating myself from around people because that's, that felt safe to me. I didn't have to deal with it, you know, right off. And so that uh, when people are lonely, they feel like, you know, no one wants to be around them and, and no one cares about them. And, and, you know, why don't people like me? I must not be likable. People may not enjoy me. I'm not popular. And then you go back to things in your childhood or other places. And again, that spiral again, you're thinking those same thoughts. And so, you know, that depression becomes, you know, if I'm, I, I can't express the joy inside of me because I have no one to share it with. And you get locked into no one wanting to be with you, no one reaching out to you. And even the times you do reach out, you know, if you reached out and somebody, uh, they didn't follow up or uh, that one person didn't want to be with you and then you think hey, no one wants to be with you. And so it gets that negative mindset. Now you're afraid to reach out to anyone else because, you know, I, I, I'm afraid of rejection again. Oh, they're just going to do the same thing. And so it depresses you and it keeps you down. That energy that's on the inside of you becomes negative and you, it gets suppressed and depressed in. And now you feel like you're all alone and no one cares about you and no one wants to be with you and who's going to like me and then you start going to those circles and you start feeling and connecting with other people you see things on TV uh, who are negative and you get connected with that but if you can just again change the way you're thinking about that and you, and you can just take one moment and find you know one person or go out somewhere else and maybe go to a retirement home. I used to work at a uh, assisted living facility, and those those individuals would love you with open arms. They want to see you. They want to talk to you all day long, tell you all about their grandkids and everything else. But if you can find something, somebody to give to, to pour out into, and then you'll start feeling better about yourself because you'll see what you're doing to their lives. You'll see them smile. You'll see them become energetic, and it will change your own state of being because you're seeing this and again those mirror neurons you see smile smile you're going to eventually smile or you see smile laugh you're eventually going to laugh uh, those kind of things and so Kevin, yeah. Kevin I want you to hold that thought um, and you're right um, you know gratitude and giving to others is just just a great pathway uh, to feeling much better uh, Kevin I want you to hold it we need to take a break when okay. we come back we're going to switch gears a little and we want to talk to you about um, exercising and feeling better even after you've had even if you have something like fibromyalgia or you've had a stroke uh, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about that so stay with us okay. your life your health your network You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. At SarahCare, we provide daytime activities and health-related care for seniors who need assistance and support during the day. It is 101 activities at home by dinner. 
While we pride ourselves on the quality of our care, the Sarah Care Way sees beyond your loved one's needs to understand them as a unique individual. We care for individuals with chronic diseases, memory loss, stroke, Parkinson's disease, or those who may be feeling depressed and isolated. Our program is designed to encourage seniors to remain involved in activities of their choice, customized to meet their interests and abilities. Our outings include lunch at favorite restaurants and trips to the movies, concerts, or shopping at a cost that is less than five hours of in-home care. Your family member can attend one of our centers all day and be cared for by professional nurses and activity assistants. Transportation and financial assistance is available. Call 1-800-472-5544 today to learn how Sarah Care can help or visit us on the web at sarahcare.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-Care.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Caught Between Generations. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Merrill at CaughtBetweenGenerations.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Caught Between Generations. I'm Dr. Merle, and I'm here with Deanna Albrecht, and we are here with Kevin Bailey, who is a life coach and a health and wellness coach, and has appeared on numerous radio and television shows. He's been quoted in numerous articles, including Dr. Oz's online site. Um, And when we were offline during break, we were having a conversation um, about, you know, feeling lovely, and Deanna was talking about, as a caregiver, she often feels uh, alone. You want to explain that a little yeah, more? It just, you know, it's summer. Summers are really hard, I think, for moms who have children with special needs. And so it's been a bit of a difficult summer for us that way. So I, I thought I felt very um, alone and lonely in that regard where I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I'm looking forward to school starting. But um, and I was going to ask Kevin before break if it's OK to feel that way or as you had said, as a therapist, how do you feel about that? Is it okay to feel, you know, I am a caregiver. I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling lonely and a bit alone in this situation. And I'm, Kevin, if you don't mind, I'm going to answer. I'm just going to say one thing for a minute because I think it's a critical point. And that is, obviously, it's okay. Mm-hmm. People, you know, everyone feels that way. I used to tell parents who were had history of abuse, we all feel at times like we want to take our child there are days and throw them up against a wall. Mm. What differentiates us is what you do with those feelings. Not that you have those feelings. It's how it's what you do with those feelings. My concern always is is when people start talking about are those feelings okay? Of course they're okay. But it doesn't give an excuse to some people to just stay in that path mm-hmm. and never come out of it. Mm-hmm. And 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 just not move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the stuck being it's, stuck. It's the being stuck that's the real issue. Kevin, what do you think? Oh, I agree with you as well. I mean, you you uh, that's something that's real that's happening to you. You have to honor that first instead of you know just dispelling it away or or trying to suppress that. You you have to come to terms and say, yeah, I am overwhelmed. I, I am bogged down. Um, and especially you know with you saying you have special needs. Um, child at home that you're giving care to, I used to work in a high school with special needs and uh, fragile legs and Down syndrome and the whole nine when I first got out of college. 
And mm-hmm. there were parents who would, you know, have sometimes have us come out and, and keep their kids to get a break, you know, so that they could, mm-hmm. you know, breathe a little bit during the summer. If it, only for one hour, it would give them an opportunity to refresh their minds a little bit or to change the channel in their heads from that overwhelming stress. And, um, yeah, and like Dr. Merrill was saying, it's just, you know, when you come to terms with that, you have to try to look at, okay, now how can I, what can I do different in this situation um, to, to reduce some of the stress? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and, and I think having those feelings are the same kinds of feelings that people have um, when they have fibromyalgia, when they have mm-hmm. diabetes, a chronic disorder, when they have had a stroke or they've had surgery. And I was very impressed um, by the kind of work that you do um, with people who have those types of conditions because many, many people who are health coaches you know, they don't want to, in effect, bother with those people because they, t- they take more time, they take more effort, they don't move as quickly, they don't progress as quickly. Um, so I was very, very impressed with your willingness and, and your wanting um, to work with that. Can, can you tell us what you do and, and how do you motivate people who are in that situation and kind of suffering almost every day? Uh, well, thank you very much for that. And one of the things is, you, you're right, the... Um a lot of times people don't want to take time to work with someone who has fibromyalgia. And when you said just was talking about that, I was thinking about a client I have now. And the main thing what I try to do is to try to get them, and we both do it, to listen to her body. And, you know, and we proceed from there. I tell her all the time, and I tell all my clients, it's all about you. So where you are from right, we, all we want to do is take you from where you are right now and just progress you forward at your own pace at your own time and so as long as we're moving forward so a lot of times what we have to do is that some days they'll come in feeling amazing and so even though they're feeling amazing we'll go about 50 percent of that as far as the effort so that because i know that they may go gangbusters at it but afterwards you know they have to pay for it not uh, if not that day the next for the next couple of days even weeks sometimes so you can't just go you know full-fledged Full out as you would somebody that's, you know, maybe 25 or somebody that's, you know, fully healthy and they're, you know, looking to be, uh, to really put a lot of vigor into it. So we try to, you know, listen to their body and just take one step at a time, one little step at a time, one measurement. If we can walk, you know, for five minutes and they feel pretty good afterwards, I want them to feel like they could have gone longer. That's success. You know, and then maybe we go maybe five minutes, 30 seconds, maybe even five minutes, 15 seconds. Maybe, you know, so we make incremental small gains based on that individual. Sometimes we don't do anything. They may be hurting and tight all over. We'll just stretch them out. You know, you bring up a... You know, you bring up a really interesting point, and and that is when I think people think of exercise, they don't think of small steps as being valuable. And I think part of what they don't do, I think you're right, is they don't track it. Okay, they for, it's very easy to forget how much progress you've made when it comes to anything. Mm-hmm. All right, and so if you write it down, you know, I walked ten steps today. You know, and next week now I'm walking twenty steps or thirty steps. It's progress. You, mm-hmm. You're yeah. moving forward. You're doing better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so easy to forget where you were even two weeks ago or three weeks ago or a month ago. Oh, that's so. so true. And so, Kevin, how? You know, as we're talking about exercise and moving in progress, how often do you really need to exercise? 
Um, is it every day? Is it 10 minutes a day, three times a week for 15 minutes? Because I'm, I see so many different views on this, really, and here are so many different there, views. There are a lot of different views out there. And again, I, well, I like to tell people it all depends on you and your goals and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, so again, everything is going to be a little bit different. In general, you know, you want to do at least, you know, uh, 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes, if not on most days, every day, you know, for that period of time of cardiovascular activity. If you're doing strength training, you want to do that between two and four days a week. Uh, and again, depending upon you and your goals. So for instance, you have some people who are just looking for general health and they just want to keep their heart strong, they want to keep flexible, they want to make sure they're not injuring anything, and, and you know, they want to maybe lose a little weight. So they would, you know, try to do some type of cardiovascular activities, if not on uh, 30 minutes on most days, but again, listening to their bodies. Because, you know, when you get so stuck on, I got to do it every day, every day, every day, you know, after, you know, let's say the second day, and now you're, you're feeling your hamstrings a little bit more than you should, or your hips get a little tight or whatever. And instead of pushing through a lot of that stuff, now something, that's not to say not to ever push through, but listen to your body. Maybe I need to stretch a little bit longer and walk a shorter distance or walk a shorter time, and then maybe, you know, I need to rest it one day. Listening to your body is going to be very key above really all of those recommendations. And so then, you know, that's going to help you to progress longer because, again, if you injure yourself, now you're going to be out two, three weeks, maybe three days, and maybe something lingers. It may turn to something worse. But really, if you can, you know, figure out what your goal is, and, and some people want to lose weight and they want to run, you know, a 5K. So they would, their intensity would be a little bit more. Their days would be, um, you know, maybe that closer to that five to seven days a week, making sure that they get a rest. They're going to spend more time stretching, uh, a little bit more time running, a little bit less time on the strength training, you know, those kind of things. Some people want to eat ice cream every day. Some people <laughs> want to eat ice cream every day. Yeah. Well, yeah, so well, you need to get a list of arms every day on the table to your mouth. You know, it's that Get a heavier spoon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This comes Absolutely. up every show. <laughs> So we only have three minutes left, Kevin, but Deanna wanted to ask you about, as a, as a caregiver, you know, fitting in time. You know, how do you, how do you justify the time? When you have so many caregiving responsibilities. Yes. Oh, that's a great question. Oh, and because I hear it from mothers, caregivers, uh, people giving care to their elderly parents the whole time. And they always say, I don't have time because I feel guilty because I'm taking time for myself and then taking the time away from that person I'm caring for because they need me. Here's the thing. Taking care of yourself is going to be taking care of others. And here's why. Taking care of yourself will be taking care of them because of the fact that if you break down, now who's going to take care of them? That's right. That's so true. That's so true. Taking that one hour... You can look at it as, I'm doing this for myself so that I can give you 100% of me. So I can make room, I can have more energy so that I can give to you. And I can give to you, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. See, because if you get, you get a chance, you're exercising, you're going to get those endorphins going, you're going to feel great. And now, instead of being stressed out and your mind is in a negative place, and it's hard to have a great attitude when you are stressed out and overwhelmed, if I can release some of that stress and I can come back, 
my disposition is going to be different. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to, you know, be more positive around you. And then you're going to smile and you're going to feel better as well. You're going to be able to give them better care, longer and more sustained. So absolutely. That's what I always tell people. Taking care of yourself is going to be taking care of others. Absolutely. Wonderful. Kevin, I was going to ask you. Do we have time? Yeah, we do. Okay, I was going to ask you, what is what is inspiring you and motivating you right now? Or what are you recharging with or by? Oh, wow. Um, wow. Uh, a few <laughs> Just things. Just a short answer. Um, Maybe you only have one. Okay. <laughs> okay. One thing. Right now, well, right now, the main thing that's inspired me right now, I have a 14-year-old son, and um, he just went to high school, and so... I am inspired to be the best I can so I can be a, a I want to strive to be a great example for him as he goes through these teenage years. And so if I'm better, I can give him better attention, I can give him better examples and things of that nature and so that he will have a blueprint or somebody to follow so that he can be a great man. I didn't have my father growing up in my life, so I want to give him that start so that he didn't have to figure it out, you know, from different pieces, you know, I can give him what he needs on that level. Kevin, that is a great thought that I'm sure will resonate with a lot of people. Kevin, give us your contact information. Tell us about your business, your website. Go for it. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, right now I'm redoing my website, but I have a book that's coming out that I'm, you know, working on. It's called The Feel Good Habits. And, again, we talk about a lot of these things as far as changing your mindset, to change your emotions, how to get yourself out of that rut and feeling stuck and releasing yourself to be the best you can possibly be in every area of your life, to feel good. And when you feel good, you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to help others to feel good and feel good habit. So that's coming out soon. Also, right now, I have uh, a, a YouTube channel called Feel Good Habit TV, the Feel Good Habit TV. And so, again, you you got different motivational things you can go to there. Um, I try to give just different tips and just different things to think about that will help inspire you. You know, we got enough stuff going on to depress you around here in this world. So just another channel just to help you to feel good about yourself, feel good about life, and feel good about everything going on so you can have gratitude. And so feel good, TV. You're listening to Caught Between Generations. We've been talking to Kevin Bailey, who did make us feel much better. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. Thank Thank you. Thank you all both for having me. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dr. Mara. You all have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Where's your dad? What's he doing? You'd know if he was at Sarah Care Daytime Senior Care and Activities. You'd know he's enjoying a full day of cooking, computers, yoga, golfing, and he's home by dinner. You'd know Sarah Care LPN and RN Nursing Care is with him to ensure he gets the right medications at the right dosages. You'd know. How's your dad? He's just fine. At Sarah Care Daytime Senior Care and Activities. Call 330-451-6108 for one free day of care at Sarah Care. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Caught Between Generations. To reach our program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Merrill at CaughtBetweenGenerations.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Caught Between Generations. I am Dr. Merrill. And this is Deanna. We're here back with you. And joining us is Jackie Phillips. Jackie is a TV and radio host. She's an executive producer. She's a published author. She's an entrepreneur. She is just one of those women we admire um, for just accomplishing so much uh, within her life. So welcome to the show, Jackie. Welcome, Jackie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show today. Thank you. So, Jackie, you have a system or a process you've um, developed called Reset. And and before we ask you to describe that a little later in the show, what would make someone feel that they need a reset? Oh, so many things make us feel like we need a reset. I mean, they could be little things where... You know, maybe we've had a bad day and we're like, okay, I'm going to start over tomorrow. I'm going to reset. And then we have big things in our life. So perhaps you've gone through a divorce or a a really traumatic breakup or a loss of a loved one or a loss of a pet where we're emotionally traumatized or maybe we've lost our job. And those are those big things in life where we really have the time to discern and decide like I need a reset and how how am I going to reset my life to make it better and much more productive and happy this time around so I always think of a reset as yes they're traumatic and they're painful and they're a lot of hard work but they are worth it because you have a chance to renew your life so what's better than that you know, Jackie, it's funny. I, I usually do think of big things when I'm thinking of resets, but you reminded mm-hmm. me that we've had a lot of little things, even in one day. And so yesterday, our air, our air conditioner went out, and oh. you know, that can make me really grumpy. And by the end of the yeah. day, I thought, you know, I 
I really did need a reset. And I think the people around me noticed it first, you know, before I even noticed. (laughs) I mean, you know, it could be something like, you know, we are in summer, so we tend to go to a lot of picnics and things like that. And we tend to probably eat the things we know we shouldn't eat, but boy, are they fun to eat. And then you you need to do a reset because then you're like, okay. Tomorrow, I'm going to be, you know, a good girl, and I'm not going to eat, you know, that pizza or that cake or whatever you indulge in at the picnic, and you have a chance to start over. So they can be little things, too. They don't always have to be the big things like you just said. (laughs) So one of the things we we discuss a lot on the show, Jackie, is, is how important it is for people to take a break, to recharge, for caregivers to take care of themselves and have fun. So... You know, Deanna was talking about her special situation, so I'll share my special situation, okay? Which is, like, I'm going on vacation the end of the month, Mm -hmm. okay? I am, like, talking to myself now, okay, about how it's okay to have a break. It's okay to have fun. I'm, like, talking to myself to give myself permission because my inclination is when I'm away to feel guilty, all right, and to constantly on my email, constantly calling back. I'm just, I just can't take that break. I just can't allow myself to do that. So, what do you suggest? How do you handle that? I, I'm very, I've always been very guilty of that myself. And then I realized that our time with our loved ones is so precious. And prior to me really doing my first big reset, my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and it really woke me up and made me realize how the time we have is so precious and we need to really experience and embellish in that. And so recently to answer your question, I went on vacation with my dad and I took off 10 days of work and we drove all over the place and visited family and did all this stuff. And I really did give myself permission to shut my phone off, not get back to people in five minutes. You know, maybe it was a day later. And I kind of set myself up prior to leaving and said, like, hey, I'm going to be away with my dad. This is a special time. I need this time, you know, with family and also for myself to recharge. And I gave myself the permission. So I think to answer your question, it's giving yourself the permission and also acknowledging how amazing you are and how hard you work and that you've earned this and you deserve to have the time off. And if you don't take the time off, you'll be no good to anyone, even yourself, because you're not going to have those creative thoughts and the energy to do what you need to do to really be effective and abundant in your life. So if you, know? you no, 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 I just, I think it's, I, I think it's, I agree with you. It's really necessary, but it's really hard. And I it's think you so do hard. have to, you have to talk to yourself a lot. You do. You have to talk to yourself and you have to forgive yourself for feeling the way you do and acknowledging how you feel. But you really do have to give yourself the permission and, and realize, have that self-realization that I deserve a vacation too. I deserve a break. The world is not going to end if I don't get back to someone in 24, 48 hours. You know, you have your people that need you right away and they're going to know you're on vacation and you're going to know if you need to respond to something or if you can, you know, check out. That's what's nice about cruises is sometimes (laughs) they can't get back to people. 
So it's I kind of like there's nothing you can do anyway. What are you going to do, right? I, You know what? I agree with you. I took a Disney cruise in March with my grandchildren. All right? Yeah. I got... I got on that boat on Monday, off on Friday. I said, I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to be able to communicate. Here's the numbers if it's an emergency and you really need to get in touch with me. Okay. And it was the most rested I have felt in a long, long time. Yeah. It was amazing. Just amazing. It's amazing because yeah. if you can't do it, then you're almost like not even mad at yourself, right? And feeling unproductive. Right. Because you're like, there's nothing I, I can do. There's no Wi-Fi here, you know. <laughs> I know. It's it's like the, the negative side of the work ethic. That's how it gets you yeah. into trouble, you know? Like it, the, work, the work ethic is so strong. It's like you shouldn't be allowed, you know, to actually have fun. So, Jack, so Jackie, here's the other question. So what happens if you can't go away? You know, how do you get a break? How do you have fun? How do you recharge? You know, how do you do that? Well, you need to designate some days for yourself. So I'm one of those people, especially as a writer, I, you know, I write a children's series as well. So I could literally work seven days a week. And, you know, when the creative comes through you, you do have to, you know, acknowledge it and write it down or, you know, whatever it is. But if I have a day off, a lot of times, like, now I'll force myself to do something fun or restful or go to the pool or go to the beach or just enjoy the day so I can, you know, just appreciate summer a little bit. I find, you know, like working out is an enjoyment, you know, cleaning my house, like just having the time to do the things you don't have the time to do is like a vacation sometimes. To not have to be in a rush and to be able to go through your closets or whatever. And I know that sounds like so ridiculous, but it that is like a wonderful gift, especially when you're a really busy person. So like to take the time for yourself and do the things that you want to do that you don't have to do is sometimes like a vacation too. And so I can, think the best Oh, thing I was just going to say, can, net, can Netflix be? Yes. <laughs> a yeah, yeah, look, if you got a like gallon of ice cream and, and Netflix, you're in, you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, it's like the things you love to do that you don't get to do. Like, I've been doing my kitchen over. And so, like, today I had the day off, which is so unusual in life. And I did all this stuff that I have not had the time to do. And I'm so happy now because I feel like I'm organized. And when you're organized... And I, I am a really organized person, but when your life is chaotic and you feel like it's a mess because things are messy or you don't have the time to do it, you feel like extra stress, even though it's so, like, ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I think just enjoying yourself and taking the time to do the things you don't have a chance to do or just resting, taking a nap during the day, that's like a vacation. You know, there's so many ways we can have a vacation in our own home. You know, and Netflix is definitely one of them. <laughs> you know, I really, I really hadn't thought about it before. But you know, as my closest friends know, um, I belong to multiple book clubs, um, oh. and so uh, reading 
is I find relaxing at night. I never thought yeah. about it as a mini vacation. But you know what? I'm going to relabel that time as a mini vacation. I feel you better. Should. I feel better already, actually. No, I really do. It like it has yeah. absolutely reframed that entire per- period of my day for me as a mini vacation. Thank you, Jackie. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a secret napper, and I never used to be. And then I had a friend who, he would, like, take naps during the day sometimes, like, if he had an hour or whatever, which I thought was crazy. And then I was like, I'm going to try this. So now, like, if I have a little time, like, I'll take a nap. And it's not all the time, but it's an amazing thing. And that's, like, a mini vacation, too. Because our bodies right, rest. And we don't mm-hmm. rest enough. You know, we're busy, busy, busy. And I just think, you know, that's like a mini vacation, too. Like, listening to your body, what does it need? If it needs rest, you need to rest it, you know? Right. Right. We we have to take a break. We'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jackie about, you know, is there kind of a seasonality to, you know, finding a balance? You know, we've been doing a lot of talking about summer. You know, is it really impacted by weather? What about holidays? And we really want to talk to her about her new book, which is coming out soon, called Reset. We'll be right with you. But don't reset your dial or your computer or whatever it is you're at. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. SarahCare, we provide daytime activities and health-related care for seniors who need assistance and support during the day. It is 101 activities at home by dinner. While we pride ourselves on the quality of our care, the Sarah Care Way sees beyond your loved one's needs to understand them as a unique individual. We care for individuals with chronic diseases, memory loss, stroke, Parkinson's disease, or those who may be feeling depressed and isolated. Our program is designed to encourage seniors to remain involved in activities of their choice, customized to meet their interests and abilities. Our outings include lunch at favorite restaurants and trips to the movies, concerts, or shopping at a cost that is less than five hours of in-home care. Your family member can attend one of our centers all day and be cared for by professional nurses and activity assistants. Transportation and financial assistance is available. Call 1-800-472-5544 today to learn how Sarah Care can help or visit us on the web at sarahcare.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-Care.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Caught Between Generations. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drmerrill at caughtbetweengenerations.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Caught Between Generations. I am Dr. Merrill. My co-host, Deanna Albrecht, is here. And we are here with Jackie Phillips, who is a TV and radio host. In fact, she has a radio show called Reset, um, which she'll tell us about a little bit more at the end of the show. And her book is coming out this fall, also called Reset. So, Jackie, we started to talk about this issue of seasonality because one of the things you were talking about was 
you know, you thought summer was a great time for a break. I And I was saying as a caregiver for my mother after her stroke, you know, it was an all year round. It didn't make a difference. And Deanna was talking about earlier about her feelings about you know, with children at home, that summer is more hectic, mm-hmm. actually, and harder mm-hmm. than when they're in school. Um, do you find when you're working with people, there's a, an issue of seasonality, holidays, weather? Does any of this really impact us differently? I think it depends on someone's circumstance. I, obviously, when people have children, the summer is probably the hardest for them because there, it's an all-day, all-night kind of thing where when children are in school, you do have a little bit of a break because, you know, I think mentally you know they're in school and they're safe, so you're not worried about them as much, and you're, you don't have to occupy their time. Um, as far as being a caregiver for your parent or, some, you know, a loved one, that is an all-day, all-night, you know, 365 days a year kind of thing, which is very hard. Um so I don't think there's seasonality for that um, because unless, obviously, the holidays, maybe family members come, they help you out, which is, you know, an amazing thing, but probably not, doesn't probably happen too often for people, you, you know, from you know, what I hear. Right. <clears throat> it, it's, it's interesting. I was just sitting here thinking that Deanna was talking about how summer is more difficult for you, Deanna. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. When I was raising my children, I actually found summer easier. It's, a, it's all a matter because I didn't have that schedule. Right. It wasn't, you know, getting them up at, mm-hmm. you know, a certain time in the morning and we have to get out and we have to get dressed and we have to eat and we have, uh, you know, I was never good at that. Um, and so that was more stressful for me, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it was, it was just more stressful for me. So anyway, Jackie, so let's talk about resetting. So, where do you start? How do you choose what you're going to reset? Because I'm sure you talk to people who are like, yeah, I want to reset my entire life. Well, okay, so that's mm-hmm. not possible. Um, so how do you choose what you're going to reset, and, and how do you get started? Well, resetting your entire life is possible, but first you have to make the decision. So in order to start a reset, how do you start to answer your question? You have to make the decision and the commitment to do so. So that's the immediate thing you have to do. You have to say, I need to reset my life, and I, and I believe that I need to reset my life, and I'm going to make action steps to do so, and I'm going to be accountable during this process. So for me, I, I thought, what do I need to reset? And it was my entire life. It was my life was a mess. And I thought, what could I reset that's going to make me the strongest that I'll be able to reset all the other areas. So in my book, I talk about six areas of a reset. So fitness and health is one area, relationships, emotions, finance, appearance, and then faith. So for me, I was an athlete my whole life. So I knew if I could reset my body, in my body, I would get my mind strong again, and then all the other weight would fall off, which meant spiritual weight, people, and all the negative things. So if I got my body strong, I'd get my mind strong, and then I could attack all those other areas. So my advice from my own experience is what in your life are you the, were you always the strongest in? Get strong in that again. Attack that area first, 
and then you'll have the strength to attack all the other areas. You know, so when so that so I when, feel is like the best way to do it. So you do one thing at a time. You can't say like I'm going to run a marathon and you can't even run a mile. You need to like start walking the track. You do two laps. You know, make small goals that are attainable so you can accomplish them and you don't fail. And then you'll get that momentum going and you'll feel confident that you can have a race that. Does that make sense? It does. And Jackie, I wanted to go back to what you said. You said, because mm-hmm. as a caregiver, sometimes I think I know I need to reset, but mm-hmm. it, so- it sounds overwhelming because it's just one more thing. And so I think about sure. how much work sometimes it takes to reset or to it's be so intentional. Yeah, but what you said, you said, Think about what you're strongest in or what you were strongest in mm-hmm. and go and start with that. I think that that's, that's really important for somebody like me who's a caregiver and who struggles yeah. resetting. So I, I guess my question is, is, do you choose what you're strongest in or do you choose what you love the best? Or maybe it's the same thing, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Jackie? I think you choose what you were always strongest in. That the thing that was always your center, your balance, you know, that the thing that made you really stand like, you know, strong like a tree, which you're rooted in. So maybe it could be your relationships. Maybe you're this amazing person with relationships. Maybe you're the, you know, core of your family. Maybe you have some relationships you need to mend before you can even reset. Maybe you were always a person that fitness was important. Maybe your appearance you've let go, and you know if you get that together, you're going to feel confident to attack all the other areas in your life. And certainly, not everyone needs to reset all six areas. It could just be one area that you need reset. Maybe your faith has lacked because so much has happened to you in life that you've lost your faith in God. Maybe your relationships are failing because something traumatic happens to you and you've started to close yourself off from the world. You know, only you know what your reset is that you need and only you know what you're strongest in. And like I said, for me, it was always my fitness and my health because I was an athlete since I was five years old. So I knew, and I had gained like over 40 pounds and I'd never, ever struggled in my life with my health. So for me, that was all spiritual weight, and I knew I had to get it together, and then I'd be able to attack all those other things. So it's whatever you love, but whatever you were strongest in. So that's going to what's going to keep your mind straight for you to be able to conquer whatever it is you need to conquer, and you'll win. But it takes time, and it's hard work, and it's emotional, but it's so worth it. Jack, I can't believe you know. that we're. I can't believe we're almost out of time. This time has gone so fast. Jackie, do you have any final thoughts for us? Things that that are really important to you that you want to share with us? Well, yeah, I do actually. As I was like saying all that, I was thinking. You know, the thing about reset is life is messy, but remember, reset is always possible. You know, if God gives you a dream, He'll give you the resources to make it come to pass. But sometimes you have to have the courage to say goodbye to an old dream to birth a new dream. In summer, fall, winter, spring, they're all perfect times to do it. So you just need to, you know, make that decision that you need to reset. And reset will happen if you take the first step. And it's 
so worth it and everyone deserves it. So that would Jackie, be the most important thing. <laughs> tell us uh, how we can listen to you and and give us your contact information. Okay, so my contact information, my website is Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I, Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S dot TV. The radio show is on Power 91.1 FM, WTYJ. It's called Reset You Today. It's me and my co-host, Sifu Carl Romaine. And my book, Reset, comes out October 19th this year. So I hope everyone will enjoy it, and I hope it will help a lot of people. I hope it helps a lot of people. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. This is Dr. Merrill and Deanna, and as always, we tell you, you have to do, we want you to do just one thing for yourself this week, just one thing, and maybe your one thing is to take a mini vacation. Write to us, email us, and let us know what you've decided to do. Take good care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in to Caught Between Generations with Dr. Mel Griff. Our program is live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to see you here next week.